welcome back to the Retro Craptacular Podcast, where each month we continue our search for the best bad movies on the planet Earth. I am your host, Aaron, and I am joined, as always, by Matt. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Very happy. <laughs> happy season. Yeah, Merry Christmas. I mean, I'm just going to say it. it is. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Mm. Um, happy Kwanzaa. Happy I don't Kwanzaa. actually know anyone who celebrates Kwanzaa. Neither do I. But... Honestly, like the little I've looked into it, it looks fucking awesome. Does it look fun? <laughs> yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah. Kwanzaa. Yeah. Sounds pretty. Probably most people only know that it exists because of Futurama, to be, let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. Most people around here, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, yeah, lots of festivities. Tis the season. All that jazz. It is. I uh, uh, decorated already. Lovely. What was decorating like for you? Well, see, last year I put up a small Christmas tree. Right. I didn't take it down. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been in the corner. So your decoration. <laughs> so December first, I plugged it in, <laughs> and then that's considered decorating. Wow. <laughs> that's. I was just you know at some point I was like oh, maybe I should move it to the storage room but it's like it's not in the way it's like my you know, my grandma gave me like a small. Christmas. Okay, it's like yeah. three feet high, four, three and a half. Just a little cute fake tree. Yeah, just a little fake tree. It already has lights on it, and she got it at the thrift store, and I was like, sure, <laughs> yeah, I'll put this up, I guess. We can put our, like, two presents underneath it. Cute. You're like, my parents have the tree. We're going to their house for Christmas. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not going to do anything with it. So anyways, <laughs> and then around July, I was like, I guess it's stupid to put it away now because <laughs> you're past the halfway mark. Past the halfway point, and we we'll just keep it up. <laughs> oh boy, nice. Yeah, very different here. Uh, our place is super decorated for Christmas. I noticed. Got a lot of lights. Yeah. Mackenzie has spent multiple um, uh, afternoons going off and harvesting greenery she does the organic greenery decoration thing yeah honestly it's like a ton of decoration here but it's it was very little money actually spent very little money very little waste all the lights uh thrifted nice yeah store which was huge i guess you just Um, like compost the the decor at the end of the yeah season yeah that's actually smart same with all of our pumpkins from halloween time just compost those place them with boughs of cedar and fir and some holly she found a holly tree somewhere nice. i don't know whose it is but she found it oh i think my parents have a holly tree or it's the neighbors i don't know it's hard to tell <laughs> it's hard to tell where that tree is well it leans it definitely i'm trying to remember now <laughs> i think it, i think it is on the neighbor's property but it definitely a lot of it leans over into my parents yard all right so yeah fair game yeah Those oh yeah branches got decoration oh yeah we always used to go get fresh holly beauty in there so anyways uh yeah that's that was i decorated you well your wife decorated yeah i mean we we went and got a tree together okay there you go which was fun it was actually um um partially flooded still the the tree farm that we went to we (laughs) started we're trying to look at trees and they're like oh these are really nice and like the first ones are kind of young so we go further into the field and then i start to notice that the bottom few branches of all of the trees are a different shade and I'm like, wait a minute, this is where the water level got up to, and they got a little bit of schmutz on them, like it's mud. Yeah. It's yeah. mud from the flood. And then sure enough, we get a, enough rows down, and they just start to s- sink into 
this lake that is covering the far side of the farm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, well, as we're, I mean, we should say we're actually recording face-to-face in person for real again. Yeah. Not like we had to do last month, so that's nice. But it was weird driving on the highway here. Like, it all looks pretty normal, except, like, the, you know, the median, the ditch in the middle of the highway is still pretty full of water, and there's still mm. farmland, you know, fields that have a decent amount of water in them still. But, like... I mean, you can see the photos on our Instagram if you go look. Like, there was oh, yeah. a literal lake there. And I'm driving through <laughs> and I'm like, oh, right. Yeah, this used to be a lake. underwater. Huh. Yep. It's crazy. So. You're hoping. It yeah. But hey, the prime clear. minister came. Ooh. He looked at some maps. Cool. Of where the water was. And he was like, huh. So that's where the water is, eh? And they're you like, know, oh, yeah. That's where it is. And he's like, huh. <laughs> Just on the street, one block down, is a house I walk by every day when I walk my dog. And they have a big Canadian flag hanging in front of their deck. Yeah. That says, fuck Trudeau. <laughs> yeah, I don't imagine he'd be real popular around this. No. I mean, like, is any prime minister ever popular in BC? Because... No. That's always been a thing in Canada, <laughs> is that the center of politics is in the east. And way out here in the West, people are kind of like, don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. We're all like, we're going to have a kale salad and do some paddleboard yoga, and y'all can go do your politics thing over there in the cold. That was deeply accurate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, look, I don't mean to get political on the show, especially not at the, the happiest time of year. So let's let's lighten it up. You've been getting into the holiday spirit on your your viewing uh, at all, or is that you push that later into the? Oh, I started started a little bit. Um, I do save quite a bit of it for Christmas when like family and everything. Like I've got Muppet Christmas Carol locked and loaded, but that's like gonna be a Christmas Day thing most likely. Got to do it or Christmas Eve, but yeah. Um, uh, but I mean, as always, we like to stay up to date on all things. Marvel, so the first Christmas show, quote-unquote, that I started watching was Hawkeye. Oh, yeah, I guess that is, yeah. I think I'm behind one episode. I'm behind one or two. I I watched when it came out. It came out with, I think, two episodes or maybe three? Two episodes, and I think there are two that have come out since. I've seen three episodes. Okay, so yeah, I think think I've only seen two, but honestly... I don't, I don't know what to make of it yet. The first episode, I was super on board. I personally, I love it when Marvel takes these characters and is like, they're human. Look, they're absolutely human. Yeah, he's got and, hearing aids. Yeah, um, which apparently is a thing in the in the comic that he was. I think so. Yeah, hearing the new, uh, I think it's the Matt Fraction run on Hawkeye which came out well five years ago I think four mm. years ago but yeah it was like like, so, like I, I really like it when Marvel does that um it WandaVision was a lot of emotion and like dealing with grief and stuff even though it was all superpower and magic and shit yeah um but with Hawkeye it's so much better because it's like hey look at this Avenger remember how he's just a human yeah and I love <laughs> we saw that he had a hearing aid and Mackenzie's like why does he have a hearing aid and I was like I don't know he's been beat to shit (laughs) 
and then later on when someone asks him and then there's that montage of him being beat to shit clips from the actual well, avengers like, movies all the explosions and everything going off like yeah i don't know if you know this but explosions are really fucking loud <laughs> I've, I've heard pun not intended yeah um so i i i love that premise i've just been like here's one of the avengers the saviors of the world is just a man and he's trying to connect with his kids right now and he's trying to deal with shit um and yeah i was super on board the second the second one i started to kind of waffle a little bit and so i'm not sure where it's gonna go um, the third episode is really good there's some unforgivable green screen driving oh really <laughs> unforgivable well, they didn't like pull out the budget for hawkeye <laughs> garbage like i've seen people do better in film school uh-oh like like shows on cbc have better green screen driving than fucking some of the shit that was in this third episode of hawkeye yikes i i yeah i like my jaw actually dropped when i when i saw one of the shots i was like oh my god that is horrible that's very unfortunate so um but yeah the third episode has a lot of fun stuff i think they're kind of trying to do like a What's like a like a Shane Black esque like Christmas action movie romp kind of? Well, yeah, like it is it is dark and it is serious, but then they you know they'll end an episode with a Christmas song kind of thing, and it is yeah. still reminding us like the, yeah there is a bit of camp here. Mm-hmm. It is supposed to be enjoyable, um, but yeah, I know I kind of I like the blend. I'm interested to see where it goes. What do you think of Kate Bishop? Still haven't fully decided. Um, I'm waiting for the character to feel more complex. Mm-hmm. I think. They're kind of trying to do, I think, a bit of, like, the bumbling, like, uh, what's that? Like, she kind of, like, fails her way out of problems. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know you know what, what I mean? mean? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Like, slips and falls, the gun goes off and saves her kind of thing. The, yeah, like, those those types of things. So, it's like, I, w- I would like to see her... But then she's also going, like, oh, yeah, I've been called, like, the greatest archer in the world. Like, by me. <laughs> yeah, so she is, like, extremely gifted and trained. Yeah. I also yeah. didn't... I wasn't crazy about the fencing scene in episode two. Mm, I got excited just because it reminded me of fencing. And I, it's been a long time since I fenced. Remember when we used to fence? Well, yeah, we used to do fencing. Not to together, fence. but yeah. Took some fencing. Well, if you want to see good fencing, man, go watch Die Another Day. James Bond does oh. the fencing in that. And then it turns into just a big old sword fight. I I have not seen that. Oh, yeah, it's real bad. Don't It's with, like the one of the worst Bond. Oh, you were joking. No, okay. don't watch it. It's real bad. I don't remember. Okay. Um... Cool. Worthy of this show, probably. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, what That's about cool. you? You've been uh, getting all Christmassy up in here? Uh, no. Oh, I like exactly okay. three Christmas movies. Oh. And two okay. of them are based on a Christmas carol. Wow. So. <laughs> so, Muppet um, Christmas Carol and Scrooged? Muppet, Scrooged, yeah. Called and, it. And then It's a Wonderful Life. Oh. Those yep, are like the classic. three Christmas movies that I will watch every year. Um, I, I tend to more like movies that are Christmas adjacent. 
I think when movies are specifically a Christmas movie, I think they generally kind of turn out bad. Mm, like when they are about Christmas? Yeah. Then it's like, whatever. I think like, there's only so much you can do to make a movie about Christmas. Like, what's it about? Mm-hmm. You Whereas know? then you look at Christmas movies that are like Home Alone, Home Die Alone, Hard. Die Hard. So I like Home Alone, Die Hard. You know, it's like, oh, it's a meme at this point. You know, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, shut the fuck up. We all know. Yeah. <laughs> Do I watch it every Christmas Eve while drinking a bottle of Krampus from Strangefellas Brewing? Yes, I do. <laughs> Have I done this every year for like the last five years? Yes, it is a tradition and I enjoy it. It's such a good tradition. It is. And if time permits, I will watch Die Hard 2. Because nice. it is still a Christmas movie. There you go. And the third one, they strayed off the path. Mm, they left the Christmas train. They left the Christmas train. Uh, yeah, so I like I like a Christmas adjacent, a lethal weapon, if you will. Mm, yep. Okay. Catch yeah. me if you can. Oh, I haven't seen that in a long time. He phones. Uh, he phones him every Christmas <laughs> to talk to him. It's Christmas adjacent. Christmas adjacent. There you go. So that's that's kind of what I, you know, movies that are specifically about Christmas. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't necessarily go for. Outside of those three I mentioned earlier, but I, I will do a Christmas adjacent movie. Okay, yeah, like I get a Home that. Alone, a Home Alone Two. I did watch a, a Christmas adjacent movie recently, actually. Um, Kiss called... Kiss Bang Bang is another good one. Sorry, go. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, this one's called The Family Stone. Um, as in Sly and. Mm, nope. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, it was really nice. It's it's definitely Christmas. It's definitely Christmas oriented. It's about around Christmas time, but uh, it's also like extremely sad. Oh, nice. Like, like <laughs> no, really, really upsetting. I but think really I beautiful. think you should have sad Christmas movies. Absolutely, sad Christmas isn't happy for everybody. Christmas is. I don't think Christmas is happy for any adult. Honestly, like, I, like, well, no. Let me let me clarify. Christmas <laughs> is a mixed bag for every sure adult human. I think because you grow up as a child with Christmas. Most of us, not all yeah. of us, obviously. Only speaking from my own experience here, I grew up with Christmas being a very special thing, full of tradition and family and love. And as you grow up, as your family grows up, people change, things change. Move Uh, away. Yeah. uh, The dynamic of your relationship with everyone changes. And so you will never have that Christmas that you hold dear in your heart. Yeah, Ever fair again. enough. You get married, then all of a sudden you got a you know a whole another set of Christmas, Christmas traditions. Split. It's yeah. split. Yeah, no, that's fair. So Christmas traditions die; they fracture. Sometimes they're reborn. Sometimes yeah. they go away. And honestly, a part of Christmas is like almost like celebrating what is and also mourning what is lost. That's what Christmas is for me. Oh, that's kind of sad. Yeah, but yeah. it's both. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, I don't know, I, I really enjoyed this sad, heartbreaking Christmas movie with a really good cast. There's a lot of good actors. In Who's it. all in it? Stars Diane Keaton. Oh, good. Uh, Rachel McAdams. Excellent. Dermont, Mr. Mulrooney. I can't remember his first name. <laughs> Uh, I mean, Luke Wilson's also in it, but nice. he, that's, that's, he's just Luke Wilson. Yeah. Um, and, oh shoot. Uh, the lead from Sex and the City. I can't believe I'm blanking on her name. Sarah could Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker. But yeah, it was, it was good. I, I would, I would recommend. 
Cool. That's called the Family Stone. The Family Stone. Okay. Cool. Let's oh, uh, Kate Blanchett. Oh yes. Oh, how can you forget? Also, no, wait, no, not Kate Blanchett. Damn it, I'm so bad with names right now. Kate Winslet. Nope, oh. not her either. Fuck. Oh <sighs> no, sorry. Claire Danes. It's Claire Danes. I don't oh, know, I don't know yeah. why I got those. Neither of. Nope, not nope. even a little bit. But nope. Claire Danes is in it, and she's lovely. So okay. Well, good, good for her. Yeah. There we go. Woof. The titular Juliet from Romeo plus Juliet. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. No, I haven't been watching um, too much like new stuff. I mean, I, I watched. I did watch part two of uh, Masters of the Universe Revelation, but oh, I want to wait till right. you've seen that all to dive into that. I guess that'll be a January thing. That must be. A, that'll be a January thing. Um, I. I discovered this, like, I, I think I've talked about how I, I like to collect physical media oh, on yeah. this show. Absolutely. Uh, I discovered last year a brand new boutique Blu-ray label from Australia called Imprint Films. Uh-huh, okay, yeah. Um, and they make very, very, very nice Blu-rays of some very, very wonderful hard to find films and then also just like some very strange like why did you decide that needed a boutique blu- <laughs> like timeline starring paul walker and gerard butler oh okay why did that need a boutique blu-ray <laughs> disc treatment like i oh. i don't know very weird didn't pick that one up but uh, i've been picking up um a lot of their stuff lately and they just had this box set out called collaborations the cinema of zhang yimu and gong li what and it's these eight films directed by zhang yimu zhang yimu zhang i can't remember i watched one of the documentaries and the guy said his name like i think it's zhang yimu uh it's like one of china's most celebrated directors Uh, he would be known in north america probably for hero the jet li movie Oh. And House of Flying Daggers. Oh, that one I've seen. Yeah, and that was one that, like, um, uh, kind of came out, like, right after the whole Crouching Tiger phenomenon. Mm-hmm. It's a couple years later. They're like, hey, Kung Fu. <laughs> um, that is what they were like. And then I think uh, there's one in this box set called The Curse of the Golden Flower, which also, I think, got a little bit of uh, hmm. attention out here because it had... Um, Chow Yun Fat in it. Ooh. And uh and Gong Li then had also gone on and done Memoirs of a Geisha. Right. And something else. I can't remember what uh she's been in a couple of American films as well. Um but basically it's just like these eight films that this one director and this one actress have both done <laughs> together. And like they're some of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Wow. Like, they're so good. Um it's just it's so nice to Watch cinema? Watch cinema, yeah. Yeah, I got you. I got you. It's just like, I'm speaking of like a real film nerd here, but it's just like, it's a totally different style of filmmaking. It's a totally different style of storytelling. Like, um, the uh, the first one I watched, I've been going in order, chronological order. The first one I watched was a movie called Red Sorghum. And basically the plot is... um, it's this woman who has been married off to this uh, leprous owner of a winery. Okay. Um, and he dies before she gets a chance to get there. Oh. She's getting carried in the, like, the little... Palanquin? Uh, is that what... Yeah, the, 
the, the they chi- call it a sedan i think it's like, it's like carried by like four guys five guys oh yeah yeah we're thinking of the same thing i think yeah and she's just like in there in a chair or whatever so they carry her off to this dude he literally traded a mule for her oh yeah one of those <laughs> okay and anyways uh he dies and she inherits the winery Wow. Um, and then falls in love with one of the the workers, the the guys that carry the sedan for her, then also go and work at the winery. Oh. And she kind of falls in love with them. And it's this big historical romance that's sort of set against, like, the the tail end of World War II in Japan and China. Like, Japan invaded China mm. as part of World War II. It was kind of set against that. And that is a bit where, like, the, like rah-rah go communist china elements sort of like tw- you know trickle okay. in at the end because okay. uh you know if, if he put that in then he could get a lot of other stuff past the censors right he was breaking new ground in terms of like having sex in his movies wow you don't see it but it's like implied and it's talked about and it's like that wasn't really done in china in chinese cinema before then right, right? and what year was this 1987 87 okay yeah um, and it's shot beautifully. It does not look like a movie from the eighties at all. Mm-hmm. It it looks the transfer is super clean, very well done. Um, yeah, it's great. And the other thing is, it's like ninety five minutes long. Oh, so it's a good tight runtime. It's a good tight runtime. I'm like, if this was made in North America, this would be like, oh, we need to make this a prestigious Oscar movie, which means it needs to be two and a half hours long. Yeah. We need to stretch it out <laughs> and do all this. Stuff. And I'm like, no, you can do a big historical epic, uh, you know, r- romance film in, in like 95 minutes. Still get home for dinner. And you still like you love all the characters. You get to know them. It's fine. <laughs> you don't need to spend two and a half hours on it. I think if it was longer, I would have liked it a lot less. <laughs> but anyways, so I've been diving into that box set, and then I've also picked up some other individual titles from them. So that's been my... I haven't been watching anything new. I've just been going back to, like, wow. the 70s. <laughs> Watched a movie called The Brotherhood of Satan, which is great. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's Christmassy. It is not. Hey. No. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> um... Ah, oh, that yeah. sounds awesome. I'd love to watch some of these with you. I would love to have someone to watch them with, dude. I gotta wait till, like, no one's in the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot, no, just come here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll bring them by. No, it's, it's uh, you know, my my partners have no interest in watching no, okay. that kind of stuff. So I gotta wait till they're at work or no whatever. No taste for fine cinema. No, no, Tanisha just watches Rocky Horror Picture Show on repeat. I mean that's kinda that's kinda awesome, but still. <laughs> Rocky Horror Picture Show and Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, I love Fantastic Mr. Fox. Those are her film obsessions right now. She watches those like back to back in between whenever she doesn't want to watch Bob's Burgers. <laughs> and sometimes robots. Robots? The animated movie with like Robin Williams is a robot. It's from like two thousand and two. I don't I don't know that one. It's it's, it's not good. <laughs> She won't. She doesn't listen to this. I can say that it's okay. not good, okay. <laughs> but she likes it. It was. I think it was like a big like childhood movie for her. Mm, so that has she a big kinda, impact. It's like a comfort movie that she just like puts. On. Oh god, I keep knocking the mic stand. But so, anyways, no, I have not been watching any like new movies really or anything. Hmm. Anything else you've been diving into? Uh, well, not so much diving into, but I rewatched and am waiting with bated breath um, for the season two to drop. 
in like a week and a half, and that's The Witcher. Ah, yes. I very, very much enjoyed the first season. Rewatched it again, enjoyed it more. I want more. Couldn't get into it. No? No, I tried. I watched like two episodes, and I was like, why has Netflix got to make their shows so long? (laughs) No, that's too bad. I find it really enjoyable. I really like how the story is told. Um, I don't know the source material that well, but um, Henry Cavill is hot. Yeah. Um, And the world is really intense and interesting. It's one that I've been like, I wish I liked this. And so, like, I might kind of give it another go at some point. Hmm. But, yeah, season two's coming pretty soon, eh? Yeah, uh, the 17th, I think. Okay. So that's that's real soon. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that, yeah. That's cool. It's the day before my Christmas party, which means I will be spending all of the Christmas party just thinking about <laughs> waiting for it to end so I can go watch The Witcher. Dude, you don't need to be at your own Christmas party. You just fuck off and watch it in the corner somewhere. That's true. We're actually planning on having, like, Christmas movies playing um, in, in the upstairs for people who need to go have quiet time. So maybe I'll just commandeer it and put The Witcher on <laughs> instead. You could have a uh, Star Wars holiday special on repeat. Mm, yeah. For those who want to die. Yeah. Those who want their brains to melt. Yes, yeah, like, this sho- has been a great party, but I really wish that I was brain dead. If anyone showed up on, like, you know, tripping out on, like, mushrooms or something like that, you just take them into a room, like, okay, sit here, watch this. <laughs> no, but, but like, watching the, the Star Wars Christmas, the holiday special, is, is already, like, being on mushrooms. A little bit. So, what would happen... If you watched it on mushrooms, would it, would those two things cancel out and all of a sudden you'd be watching something that you enjoy? Or would it be like going to hell? I think the circus scene would be a lot more fun. What? Or would it be scarier? <laughs> or it might be scary. I mean, it depends on how your trip is going. Okay, that's fair. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> you know. But um, no, I, I think it's a bad idea. <laughs> it might be a bad idea. It might be a bad idea. I mean, we. I'll I'll test this theory if someone wants to supervise me while I watch the holiday special on <laughs> on psychedelics. But uh, yeah, maybe maybe not a good idea. Um, I've been diving into one other thing actually. I just remembered I could talk about because it, it's weird because I haven't been watching it like like sitting down and watching it. It's kind of been a thing that I will like turn on intermittently when I don't have something to do, and that's the Beatles Get Back. Oh, I've been really interested in seeing that. It's really well done. Like, I mean, it's it's like six and a half hours long or something like that. Because they had... A long career. 50 hours of footage. Well, it's not even like a long career. It's all just about them recording Let It Be. Oh, it's just from the one... Yeah. Oh. So, like, it starts with, like, they were going to do record their their next album was going to be called get back and they were going to do it as like a live tv special and then also record the album live they are a very ambitious band in front of a crowd (laughs) um because i guess i guess hey jude was actually recorded live in front of an audience and so they were like we should do that oh and so like they're talking about going to like some amphitheater in turkey at some point and then they're like well everyone there is going to be turkish and they're not going to know what we're saying and then george is like well what if we got like you know 
a ship and we just like brought a bunch of English people <laughs> to Turkey to it's like that's you know that's gonna be so expensive and they're like no the queen will just give us the ship we're the fucking Beatles like <laughs> <laughs> but it's really interesting so like the and then it kind of they abandoned the whole idea of a live TV special but they're like we're still gonna do an album live off the floor no overdubs kind of thing mm. which eventually turns into let it be um, which has overdubs in it but that's kind of because John Lennon left the group before the album was done and the producer kind of took over and did a whole lot of complicated shit. Long and complicated shit. There's a whole documentary called Let It Be that you can watch. It's all about Oh, <laughs> there you go. Okay. It's actually hard to find, but this was all footage from that same documentary. Right. There's like 50 hours of footage that didn't get used, right? Wow. Um, and so it's just like them in studio and there's just like tons of scenes of them just like jamming. Um whether they'll just be like waiting for the producer to change the ta- reel of tape and so then they just start playing like you know blue suede shoes <laughs> or something like that right they're just playing elvis um <laughs> and, and and stuff like that and and uh you know this guy comes in he was on tour with uh oh shit who was he on tour with james brown james brown or marvin gay keyboard player um he was a keyboard player for i think it was james brown okay oh shit this is gonna bug me people are screaming at their ipods right now probably <laughs> you <laughs> idiot it was the fucking isley brothers you moron <laughs> <laughs> um yeah well email into the show at email, email in retrocrap.gmail.com <laughs> let me know let me know what band because i'm like i can't be bothered to look it up but anyways they're like hey we need a keyboard player and so like he's the guy that plays uh like the roads on get back oh really yeah oh cool and like it's so weird like every now and then i'll be like watching it because you hear them playing the same songs over and over again they're doing it differently and sometimes they're just you know fucking around and and not taking it seriously so john lennon's doing like you know oh darling Please believe me, you know, <laughs> the stuff like that. And then sometimes they're doing it for real. And then every now and then you'll hear like the take. Ooh, because you can always tell. Because you can always tell. Like I've, I've heard Get Back a thousand times in my life. Like how many times have I heard that song, right? And so like all of a sudden you're just like, oh, that's the keyboard solo from Get Back. That's that's the one. <laughs> um, that's cool. So it's really cool. It's kind of, it's it's kind of interesting to just like kind of have something on in the background um because it is it's there's no narration Hmm. it's just the raw footage and audio right so like they were rolling cameras and then they were also rolling audio all the time so there's actually like 60 hours of audio wow yeah and then there's some stuff where they didn't have any um uh footage to go with the audio so they've you know had to use some of the existing footage or they've kind of created their own uh shots to kind of go with it um Hmm. but yeah so i i haven't finished it yet i'm like halfway through the the third episode um each episode is like a feature film yeah um and it's a lot to get through (laughs) they're just talking about uh doing the concert on the roof Uh right now so uh yeah it's it's really interesting if you're a beatles fan it's like must watch for sure i think if you're a music fan it's also fascinating it's just like it's really interesting to like i think it really humanizes the beatles in a way that's Mm. because i think like 
I think it's fair to call them legends, right? Yes. Like, they've achieved legendary status. Absolutely. Like, in a hundred years, people are still going to be singing Hey Jude and Get Back and, like, all these and songs, the right? And the Yellow Submarine, yeah. And the Yellow Submarine <laughs> and Octopus's Garden. There's, okay, oh there's a scene where, like, Ringo's just at the piano. Also, Ringo Starr, fashion icon. Really? Fuck yes. Wow. Fuck yes. Dude's outfits are on point. Love it. And he's got a sick mustache the whole time. It looks so good. <laughs> but he's just like at the piano, just like playing. He's like, oh, he's like, hey, George, come over here, listen to this song I wrote. And he just like starts playing it. And then George is like, oh, I like that, actually. That's really good, Ringo. What if uh, what if you did this, you know, at one point? And he like starts doing this. Like, you need to go up here. And they're like, I wouldn't be so happy. You know, like that that part. Huh? He's like, he's like, you need to do do something in between there before you go back to the dun 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 dun. I like to me. And it's like they're just like him and George are just like workshopping Octopus's Garden. Love it. So I think yeah, definitely check out Get Back. Cool. It's uh, well worth it. Well worth it. So. Sounds good. Yeah. All right, let's get stuck in. Love that saying. Ugh. Let's get stuck into it. It's the holiday season. Every year, I'm like, is this the year we do Jingle All The Way? No. No. <laughs> and I fucking wish it was. Because <laughs> we watched this movie that I found mm-hmm. called Elves. An innocent romp in the woods turns into a hellish nightmare. When an evil force is accidentally awakened, Action International Pictures presents the gruesome holiday shocker. Elves. They're not working for Santa anymore. On rough day at work, Santa got murdered. Yeah. Yep. yep. And I read the synopsis for it, and it seemed promising. That's yeah. You you pitched it to me, and I was like, wow, that sounds terrible yeah. in a funny way. It's got Grizzly Adams in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, who I actually thought was like... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to say good, but I enjoyed him in this movie. Yeah, I think, honestly, I, I enjoyed... I enjoyed the Grizzly performance like partway through. The first couple scenes with Grizzly is like, wow... There's no acting happening here at all. He's just like a real down-to-earth guy. He's like, hey, man, like, I'm straight. I need a job. I'll be Santa. I'll do whatever. Yeah, but it's just like, it's just, it's really poorly delivered. Anyway. And then that performance continues throughout the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, man, are you like some kind of Nazi or something? Is that your elf? <laughs> Yeah, so, like, do we do we want to just say, here's what the movie's about, and then recap it? Or do we need to just recap it? Because we only, as audience members, learned what the movie was about as we went along. I don't know if I can recap it, to be honest with you. Like, Ooh, okay. I watched this movie this morning, and so little of it has been retained in my brain. So I don't know if I have memory problems, or if my brain is just going like, this is not important, you don't need to know this. It's probably more the latter. <laughs> um, yeah, I also watched it today, uh, so I, I would consider it fresh in my mind. I started making notes, and then definitely had to stop, yeah. because I also needed to stop retaining. Yeah, like the little goblins in my brain were going like, okay, so do we remember his mom's birthday, or do we remember... Um, this particular plot point about the weird elf movie 
and someone's like, I guess birthday. Yeah, that's probably the right. Chuck call. it out, and then I'm like watching it, and I'm like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> like that's what it felt like. I was watching the movie, and then I'd be like, I don't remember what just happened in that scene that I was watching. I was looking at it, I think, or maybe my I got distracted and I started looking at my lizard. <laughs> so I got a bearded dragon tank in the same room as my TV. So sometimes I'll just be like, oh, oh hey, what's that cool up to? We just on the rock there. She's getting some sun. Oh, that's nice. Oh, she's dead? Oh, what? (laughs) When did that happen? And I had to, like, rewind it. Okay. Well, let me be in charge of the recap then. I guess. And I'll do my best. So, the movie opens with three friends. We have our main character, Kirsten, and her two friends, Amy and Brooke. I wrote down all their names. I remembered Kirsten. Yeah, that's the main one. And they're off in the woods with a book. Kirsten's not supposed to be in the woods. She's also not supposed to touch this book, her grandfather's book. And her grandfather's told her never to go into these woods. And they're doing some kind of seance thing. I think Kirsten wants to form a coven. The is the Sisterhood of Anti-Christmas. Yeah, it's like wants to form a coven, but like it's very she's a poser she doesn't know what the fuck no, anything no, is exactly um and on i don't, what movie what sorry what year is this from again <laughs> do you remember 1989 89 okay yeah. so yeah like kirsten kirsten says something along those like okay this is a good spot and one of her friends is like well this is the same spot as like what's the difference between this spot and this spot like a mile back and she's like, I don't know, it just feels right. We need to be connected to the earth. And then the dialogue that's delivered is, get real, Kirsten. To which Kirsten responds, get over it, Amy. <laughs> and I'm, I wrote those down because that is in a nutshell what the dialogue is like in this movie. Like yeah. the, the amount of times that Kirsten says, so totally outrageous, is is astounding. Um, so that's the kind of dialogue we had to look forward to going yeah. forward in this yeah. in this movie. It was, um, <clears throat> yeah, not good. Um so yeah, they're doing some kind of weird seance thing. She lights a candle and then like the flame flickers and one of her friends is like, oh, the candle! But like, they were outside. Yeah. So. Wind. That's what I thought. And then they all reached for it at once and somehow it broke. And then Kirsten cut her hand and then they're like, let's get out of here. Uh, yeah. Oh, and the blood drips onto the ground. Right. I assumed it did. It was very hard to tell. <laughs> yeah. We should mention, we watched a version that was ripped from a VHS tape that I found on YouTube. Yep. Uh, yeah. Like a year ago. I don't know if it's still up or not. It might be. I ripped it because I was like, I could, I'll just get this. And then I was planning on you still being in Ontario. So I had to like get right, digital yeah. files to send you every every month to watch it but yeah uh not not the highest quality yeah not so much but in a way it fit probably how this movie should be viewed yes i i also believe that um so yeah then they're walking away and then we see like the earth move and then a hand comes out a very bad hand as the name suggests there is an elf in this movie and the elf is just a very bad latex puppet puppet is going too far oh that's yeah no yeah you're right no no there are some scenes with hands 
and those are gloves. And then there are some scenes with feet, and those are just little feet that are probably on sticks. Yeah. And there's some scenes with the head and the shoulders, and then those are all separate things because we never see them at the same time. Never see the elf's full body. It, yep. It's very clearly like a head on a stick. Mm-hmm. And it's just a bust, and like the mouth, I'm guessing there might have a cable in the mouth that they can kind of pull to like make the jaw open and close. Yeah, but kind it's, of? it's more like making the lower half of the face squelch yeah the mouth doesn't move independently no (laughs) so yeah and there's one scene where it exits frame like oh fuck it's funny oh it's it's terrible so anyway kirsten goes home and her home life sucks and i say her home life sucks and that's an understatement yeah because it's it's atrocious it's real bad it was extremely painful to watch it looks like Okay, there's no dad. She's got a grandfather. Um, grandfather catches her putting the book back that she shouldn't have touched. Immediately hits her. Twice. Um, and then tries to pass it off as, I worry about you. Um, and then uh, her mom is extremely cruel. Um, and just, like, immediately assumes that she's up to no good. She's out with her friends. And she calls them, like, the unholy trinity or something like that. Yeah. Um her mom looked familiar, but I looked through IMDb and I could not place her in anything that I've seen. Hmm. But she looks familiar for some reason. She looked a little familiar to me too, and I can kind of picture I can picture a face that I that looks like her and I know isn't her, but I can't remember but I can't remember what where I where I've seen that face. sitcom tv yeah and like someone's mother she kind of looks like i'm picturing her as a nurse in something Hmm. but i don't think it's her i think it's another actress but anyways her her mom sucks yeah um it's super abusive and then yeah she like goes and takes a shower and then like her little brother Oh, this is peeps. On yeah, this her? is the best scene in the entire movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, he just like peeps on her, and she's like, "What are you doing? Like, you're you little pervert." Yeah, and he's like, "I'm not a pervert. I like to see girls naked." Yeah, and she's like, "I'm your fucking sister," and he's like, "Yeah, well, you got fucking big tits, and I'm gonna tell everyone I saw them." And the kid's like nine, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's hilarious." <laughs> first of all problematic oh, but not big time anywhere near the most problematic thing in this movie <laughs> no so that um, was like that was like a weird uh like borderline incestuous moment yeah so let's back up to that for a second can you imagine being the casting director for this movie and being like so here's the line we want your son to say oh <laughs> <Ma'am. gosh. laughs> all right timmy can you uh come in come into the room here okay uh and then you got the guy reading the line like I'm your sister. And then little Timmy's got to say, well, you've got, you've got fucking big tits. And I'm going to tell everyone else. I'm like, thank you. Next. Yeah. Ugh. How? I don't know. I cannot. There's... I cannot picture it. I, it doesn't seem real, right? No, <laughs> no, it doesn't. Like, it doesn't seem like a real thing that could happen in a movie ever, but somehow it happened in this. Ha- like, outside of, like, a 
like a galaxy invader type movie where it's like, was this just <laughs> made by a bunch of hillbillies? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, you know, on a weekend with a VHS camera, like, no, this has, this has Grizzly Adams in it. Someone spent a bit of money. Yeah, at least some. Uh... Upwards of a thousand dollars, I'm guessing, was spent on Grizzly Adams for this movie. Probably. That's as much as I'm, that's the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um no that that was baffling that was i i laughed a nervous laughter fair and then i rewound it and watched it again and oh. then i laughed uh that's hilarious laughter okay i definitely did not want to <laughs> watch that again because it's kind of like ha, 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 what and then had to go back make sure like, that that had actually happened oh that is what he said that's hilarious. It was was the screenwriter on drugs? I mean, that would explain a lot. Probably. Yeah. It was the 80s. Yeah. There is cocaine in this movie. Is there? Yep. Who has cocaine? Very briefly. We'll get to it. Okay. Um, so the only thing that she has in her life that's great is that she has a cat. The cat is her only friend even though she has two friends. But I guess she yeah. doesn't like them that much because she says the cat's her only friend. Yeah, it's like Abba Zabba. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put in the clip from Half Baked here so everyone knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Abba Zabba, you my only friend. Uh, that was good. Named Agamemnon. Agamemnon, which is a, like... Everyone's favorite <laughs> Babylonian king... Yeah, was he Babylonian? Like, I don't want to offend any Babylonians that might be listening. I, I mean, I wouldn't be able to pinpoint it. Um, but Old Testament shit for sure. Yes, this yeah, is very much the name of a cat that belongs to an angsty teenage witch poser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, she calls the cat Aggie for short, and I thought it was adorable. Aggie, Aggie. What was that short for? Agamemnon. <laughs> That's kind of cool. This um, is my cat ball. <laughs> it's like, okay, all right, simmer down. Go listen to some Marilyn Manson or something. Fuck off. There you go. <laughs> uh, yes, that's her home life. It's really shitty. Um, little does she know that she has raised an elf from the forest. Um, yeah, how convenient. Yeah, it all happened very quickly. Which and was confusing. Already starts to poke holes in the villain's plot in this. Because, like, what if she hadn't Yeah, accidentally cut her hand open on that exact spot and raised the elf from the depths of the forest? Yeah, like, were, were they going to force that to happen? Maybe. At a later should, time? Should we just... Let's, we've, we've, we're already holding back. Let's just continue okay. holding back okay. until we get to it. Um, so, I don't like it. there's a little elf. The little elf gets into her home. And climbs on top of the brother and doesn't really attack him. Just kind of goes like, on the brother. And the brother freaks out. Yeah. And then it, like, crawls out a window, I guess. It's implied, because, again, we can't watch it crawl out a window because we would need to see all parts of its body at once. Yeah. Uh, so we just see the head turn toward the window. <laughs> yeah. And that's about it. Um, and then they come in. They're like, what are you screaming about? And he says that there was... A little troll, it was like a little ninja. Yeah, a little troll ninja. Yeah. And then the mom's like, it must be the cat. 
Right, and she immediately blames the cat. Yeah. Um, and Kirsten's like, you stay away from Agamemnon. Um, and just like, yeah, the mother immediately decides what the problem is and that it's the cat and doesn't listen to her children at all, and it's terrible. So then the next day, Kirsten goes to work at the snack shack in the mall. Um, while she's there, her mother begs Agamemnon while Agamemnon's eating in a pillowcase and drowns the cat in a toilet. In the toilet? In a toilet. Which is like the... Drowns a cat in a toilet. If you're gonna drown a cat, chuck it in the river. Like... And also, don't drown a cat. Also, don't drown a cat. But like... But in a toilet? In a toilet. In a toilet. There's a bathtub right there. Yep. Could have filled the bathtub. Could have. Yeah. But no, it just has to really awkwardly stuff it down into the low water of a toilet bowl. That was also... Like, if it wasn't so horrible, it would have been hilarious. Yes. Yeah. The fact that, like, there's very obviously no cat, there was very little water to drown it, and the fact that it happens very fast could have all been very comedic if it weren't for the fact yeah. that she was drowning her daughter's cat in a toilet. Yeah, and I mean, maybe she played it wrong. I mean, like, if Chevy Chase had been doing it, perhaps it would have been funnier. Okay, yeah, no, I'm picturing it now. <laughs> And picturing his face and the noises that he's making. Yeah. And it it could have been some dark humor. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he goes to accidentally flushes it and then he's like, oh, no, no, I got to <laughs> wait for the tank to fill before I can drown the cat some more. And it's clawing at him. And you could have got like five really funny minutes out of that. Yep. Yeah. But she played it very malicious. Yeah. She's like, I'm an Eve. I'm a bad mom. And I am doing bad mom things like drowning a cat. You like drowning a cat. In a toilet. That's not even the most problematic thing that's in this movie. <laughs> nope. We'll get to it. Um, so, at the mall, there's a Santa, you know, the mall Santa, that kind of stuff. Um, and he's really bad. Um, Is he a, a bad Santa, would you say? I would. <laughs> this is where this is where Billy Bob Thornton got the inspiration for bad Santa, probably. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 There was an article... By variety, <laughs> it was in the. I, whole, I was yeah. joking. <laughs> Thr had the hot scoop. So on in elves, <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton rips off elves, <laughs> the Dan Haggerty classic to make the worst Christmas movie ever. Oh, terrible! Anyway, Kirsten get like gets off work or goes on a break or something and says, "Hey, let's go harass the Santa." I've been waiting to do this all day. Yeah, this is the thing that she wants to do. So she hops up on Santa's lap. And Santa asks her what she wants, and then she wants it for it to not be Christmas. Yeah. And then he starts sliding his hand up her leg and says, oral. (laughs) Which is the best pickup line ever. Look, we've all used it. It's all worked. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was so awful. And and she's just like, what did you say? And he's just like, like, Santa wants oral. (laughs) And so she uh, has a completely appropriate reaction. Does the right thing. Yeah. Gets off him immediately and reports him. Goes and gets the manager. Yeah. And then he gets fired. And then also she gets in trouble. The manager's mad at her, which just felt very, very uncomfortable. Very appropriate for the time. Indeed. Yeah. Which is to say, very terrible. Yeah. Which is also... Not long enough ago. <laughs> no, not even a little bit. 
Yeah. Oh, again, not the most problematic thing in this movie. No, no, um, that's not the most problematic thing in this movie. Sorry, I gotta continue yeah, the so, catch, yeah, no, for sure. catchphrase. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Santa uh, goes to the back uh, and actually isn't fired yet. He was told to go cool off. That yeah. apparently was not a fireable offense. So he goes to the back to do some blow. Oh, uh, that's where the cocaine came um, And so he lines up the cocaine, and then he goes to do it, and his beard gets in the way and gets cocaine in it, which was actually kind of funny. Um, but the elf is is sneaking up on him. Naughty elf. Uh, and the elf kills him. Yeah. And he kills him through a series of stabbings in only the crotch. Yeah. Which is like... Like, did so, like, the elf must have seen what happened and understood it on some level, because otherwise it's too coincidental. Well, I mean, we can get into this later, but it's in the elf's best interest that Santa's ding-a-ling does not... Ring-a-ling. Ring-a-ling. <laughs> uh, that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Again, and, we'll get into it later. And that's true, actually, like... Because um, pervert Santa... Not the most problematic thing Not in this movie. Not the most problematic thing in this movie. And yeah, earlier too, like, the, who did the elf go and, like, harass when coming to the home? It was the brother. The brother was harassing Kirsten, right? So, that was the first clue. Oh, maybe these screenwriters weren't as high as we thought. No, 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 high as kites, they, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, that all happens, uh, and then Kirsten and her friends are, like, hatching a little plan, um... And the plan is very Chopping Mall-esque. It is. Like... It is. She works there. She... God, what a good movie. She... Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> she makes it so that they're able to get... She puts some tape over a lock in the back door so that her and her friends can come in um, to the mall when it's closed and, yeah. like, steal makeup and lingerie. And they've... It's the three of them, and they've invited three boys to come over. Yeah. And there's, like, in the camping section, there's, like, three tents set up. And one of the friends is like, perfect, there's one for each of us. So they're very much, like, having this thing where they go hang out in a mall together, but to fuck in close proximity to each other. Which was the weirdest thing about Chopping Mall. (laughs) Yeah. Where it was like, that's your friend a meter away from you. They're, They're boning down really quick are you are you also going to bone down or are you going to watch this movie that's called a it's called an orgy matthew you need to well is that is that what an orgy is i thought an orgy was like everyone is with everyone not not like you are having sex with your significant other in close proximity to your friends because it's like a lame orgy a lame orgy. <laughs> that's, that's the distinction. Yeah. So they went to the mall to have a very no, lame orgy. You're right. And a good orgy would have, you know, everyone's just kind of around, you know, doing it over here, doing it over there. That guy's just watching. Uh, there's a guy who's only been drinking the punch. Uh, yep. You know, he hasn't been uh, doing anything. There's the guy that gets there way too late. Uh, Ooh, late to an orgy. Yeah. And he's like, oh, is everybody fucked already? <laughs> Damn it. You know, someone's off touching themselves in the corner. This conversation's really getting away from me. I don't know about you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's like a good, what a good orgy is. Like Caligula. Oh. <laughs> yes. The first name that comes up <laughs> when thinking of orgies. You know. Um, yeah. Did you know that one time uh, Adam West and Frank Gorshin 
uh, were kicked out of an orgy because they went to an orgy and would not uh, break character what? from Batman and the Riddler. <laughs> Actually? Yeah. <laughs> they were asked to leave. Uh, I think it was a key party. Because they were just being their characters? They were just being their characters and you know, he was going around, you know, <laughs> like, oh, there you are, Riddler, and like asking, you know, concerned citizens if they had anything. And they're kind of like, Adam West, you're really bringing the vibe down in the orgy, man. You gotta, we're trying to fuck each other here and you're just like, come on. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that fact. So anyways, yeah, lame orgy is going to happen. Yep, so Lame Orgy's gonna happen, and then... David and Kevin? And something? I don't... I don't remember. There was the poem. Because she talks about how having these kind of experiences helps her with her poetry. This is Kirsten. Oh. And then one of her friends, I don't remember which one, goes, Life is hard, and life is long, and David's is thick, and Kevin's is a yard. (laughs) And then they walk out, and there's just a guy sitting there reading a book like... I'm not a pervert. I didn't overhear that. <laughs> yeah, it's but weird. I might come back in another scene. <laughs> yeah, um, he's giving him the shifty eyes as they walk out. Where he's like, mm, "You say dicks? <laughs> what?" <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Amy. Amy is super DTF. Um, Brooke is kind of just airheaded and along for the ride. There's actually an extremely uncomfortable scene. Another, sorry, another extremely uncomfortable scene between Kirsten and Brooke. Amy's super DTF, but those two other friends, Brooke is like, are you like actually going to go through with it? Like, are you going to like fuck some guy? And Kirsten's like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that with some dude. I don't even know him. I'm, I'm saving myself for someone special. This line becomes ironic later. I'll come back later. But then Brooke is like, I don't know. I think it's easier to just go along with it. Like I'd, She's basically saying, I would rather just fuck some guy I don't know than have any confrontation. Because she asks Kirsten, like, how do you not? How do you not fuck some guy that you don't know? And Kirsten's like, say no. Yeah. Say no, I don't want that. Keep your pants on. And Brooke is like, that's too hard. Like, I would rather not have a confrontation and just get fucked. And I, and my heart broke. You could leave. Yes. You could like, not you could not go to the lame mall orgy. Yeah. Or you could go and steal the lingerie and then and then leave. Yes, absolutely. Get some free lingerie. Big part of me in this movie that just really wanted them to ransack the place and leave. Yeah. I was like, yes, just steal all the mall stuff. Happy steal Christmas. all of it. Ruin Santa's village. Yes. Love it. Yeah. And then and then yeah, and then don't fuck the losers. Yeah. Um piss in the lemonade. Yeah. Meanwhile Meanwhile Oh yeah, by the way, I forgot to say her father has a very terribly fake German accent. Grandfather. Um, grandfather. Whoops. And so uh, we cut back to him in his study that Kirsten is forbidden from and more Germans show up. Yeah. And they're asking about Kirsten and they want Kirsten. I don't remember the specifics of this scene. I was very distracted at how fake the German accents yeah. are. I well, have they, they German sh- cousins. They don't sound like this. No, I've been to Germany. I've yeah, heard we Germans both have. speak. <laughs> yes. And my you, my grandmother speaks with a very thick German accent as well, still. Yeah, that's true. You know. Um, but no, they show up and they're like, where's Kirsten? And uh, her mom's like, she's sleeping over at a friend's house. And they're like, what friend? And she's like, I don't know, a friend. Um, terrible mom. Terrible mom. And then, uh, then they 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 kind of blow the plot. Like 
in that scene, don't they? Where they're like talking to the grandfather and, and they're like, what about the elf? Yeah, so it comes to like those German fellows know about the elf and Kirsten's important. I th- yeah. I think that's all that comes up in that scene. I don't think we get everything. But they mention an elf. Yes. Yeah. They do know about the elf. Yeah. Um. But again, I don't remember that scene super well anymore. It was no, terrible. Enough. Yeah. Um. But then, yeah, what happens is like shit really hits the fan at the lame orgy. Um. Where well, I think we need to back up a little bit here because oh, we? We, we missed. Well, we missed one thing. So Dan Haggerty is introduced at one point. <laughs> I forgot about a character. <laughs> right. Um, as like a down on his luck, used to be alcoholic police detective, got kicked off the force, and he's like talking to the guy who owns the department store. As like, hey man, you're my friend, can you help me out? I'll do anything. I'll... He, he used to do security there or something yeah. after I got kicked off the force. Yeah, I did security, but he was still drunk. He's like, I'm clean, I got my drinking under control, I'm, I'm totally sober. got his nine-month chip or something. Yeah, he's like, I got my chip, you know, I've been doing the, doing the program, I'll do anything. I'll pick up trash, you know, I'll be a janitor, whatever you need, I'll, I'll do it. And, and the guy's like, no, fuck you. Yeah, he, 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 well, he's like, kind of like, like, you're welcome here anytime. Go, like, go to the snack shack, help yourself to a donut and coffee. Yeah. I don't have any work for you, though. Yeah. And then it does get a little bit heated. Yeah, he's like, I don't, he's like, I don't need a donut and coffee. I, he's like, I, he's like, I need a job. I want to, I want to work. I need a yeah, job. He I need doesn't to make want money. charity. He yeah. wants work. And so, um, he's having coffee at the, the place where, uh, Kirsten works. And they're kind of making small talk. And this was after Pervert Santa dies. Mm. And uh, fucking the owner comes back. He's like, hey, you you still want a job? (laughs) He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, great, come with me. And just like slaps the Santa suit on him. And he's like, you're the new mall Santa. And honestly, one of my favorite things about the movie is that Kirsten never learns this man's name and refers to him throughout the entire movie as Santa. Yeah. Which honestly is really funny to me. It's like uh, it's like Mike or something like that. I don't know. I don't remember. But she just calls him Santa. And yeah. Like a, and he does. He has like a bit of a beard and like 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 slightly longer hair that's that's like combed back, but doesn't really look like Santa. No. Um. <laughs> no, he kind of just looks like Grizzly Adams. Yes, that <laughs> is like, what he looks like. Hasn't changed his look ever. Right. Um, um, but then he also like there's a scene of him going back to his trailer, and there's like an eviction notice on it. Yeah, and he can't get into the trailer. So he's like, "I'm gonna sleep at the mall." Yeah, and there's like a scene where he's like, you know, he's been, uh, you know, he's been the mall Santa. He's got a kid on his lap, and the kid like pisses his pants, and so he's like in the back, like trying to like dry off the kid's pee off his All pants, right. and there's just like a chalk outline of where the last Santa died, <laughs> just like on the ground. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, life's short and then you die. And in between, they piss on you. <laughs> yep. And then when he leaves the room, too, he says to the chalk outline, like, see you, Tim, or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's like, okay, this man lives a sad life. Yes. That's, that's too bad. Yeah. But, uh, so anyways, yeah, he um, catches them uh, in the mall and he's like, all right, tell you what, you know, you know, uh, quid pro quo. We've, or we've got a no-sum game here, right? Like, you don't mess anything up, don't break anything, clean up after yourselves, I won't say nothing. And if you, you know, don't say anything about me, like, we're all we're all good. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh you know as they're like all right thanks santa and as he's walking away like we don't believe in you anyways and he turns around and i thought this was the best line he turns around like what happened to the beautiful youth of today don't you believe in anything (laughs) and then just like fucks off (laughs) yeah that was a good line that's true (laughs) and like that's what i mean when i say i like dan Haggerty in this movie okay it's like he's got this like blissful like eh whatever kind (laughs) of he's like i have a good soul but the world is a terribly cruel place yeah he's like i just want to you know eat some leftover you know donuts from the cafe or whatever and not be bothered by this lame orgy that these girls are planning yeah um big time and then oh and then there's another weird scene between amy and brooke where um Amy's like, I came up with a great name for us. We could be called Masters Without Slaves. And then Brooke's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. And then uh, Kirsten's like, you don't get it, do you? She's like, no. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, Masters Without Slaves. Like, oh. <laughs> you don't get it, do you? No. And it's just like, oh, she's just like, I guess that's her character. Her, Her only, yeah, her character is like, dumb and placid yeah it's like okay so you are the dumb girl you are the horny girl and you are the girl (laughs) yeah it was bad yeah there was there were no characters there no uh and and yeah so there the the whole like mix-up is that um santa taped over the door the back door said it would be open and then Kirsten went to do that so they could get in and found that there was already tape there and that was weird so then that's how they got in um and then one of the uh, Brooke the dumb one removed the tape for some reason and then Santa couldn't get in and was like wait what the fuck and so he went and like found like a tire iron or something like that to try to break in yeah um and Kirsten sees Brooke holding the tape and she's like what's that and he's like oh the tape from the door and it's like well now the guys can't get in and so she goes and replaces the tape. Santa comes back to break open the door and finds that he can just go in. But then he goes in and removes the tape again. Yeah. So that when the three horny dudes show up, they can't get in because the door's locked. And so they go to find a tire iron so that they can break in. Yeah. Um, and that is apparently when the Germans show up to find Kristen. Yeah. Also, there's been a few scenes we start to see, like, from the elf's point of view. The elf is in the... Yeah, it's got a very, like, warbly yeah. view. Which, like, in VHS quality was extremely difficult to tell what was going on. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, like, the back door finally opens. And what? those three dudes are just dead. Yeah. Like, the Germans came and, and killed them. They did. And so you can hear, you know, they're like, the Germans are trying to break in. And one of the girls goes like, man, how horny are these guys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like trying to break in. And then, yeah, they smash open the door and it's revealed that, yeah, the Germans killed those guys. And then they're going off to try and find Kristen and like one of the girls gets shot in the head. Yeah, she goes on an elevator alone to go like find the boys. Yeah. And then the elevator is boarded by the three Germans. Yeah. Who interrogate her briefly before blowing her brains out in the elevator. Yeah, I think that one was Amy. Yep, that was Amy. And then uh, Brooke gets killed by the elf. Yep. She's running and screaming and goes into the creepiest place in the mall. 
which is to say where all of the parts of the disused mannequins are apparently stored. Yes. Um, and then, you know, we see the silhouette of one mannequin start to turn. And of course, that's the elf, which I'm like, very appropriate because it is just a piece of a mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was the only legitimately like, like scare that I was kind of like, ooh, that was kind of good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she gets killed. The, the elf puts on a Santa hat. Yeah. At one point. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. And then with its little knife in its little hand, it cuts her arm. Yeah. And then she falls to the ground and is like crawling away, holding the cut far away from the ground. And like dragging her legs, didn't didn't cut your legs. And I I thought in that moment, why? Well, that's one of life's great mysteries, isn't it? <laughs> why? It was such a bad scene. Yeah, like just little cuts, and she just collapses in a heap, um, and until you know she's stabbed a few more times, and then she falls dead. Elf got her. And in the meantime, Grizzly Adams got a gun somehow. Yeah, that's America. He probably just had one. Right, they were in a mall in America, yeah. so they just got a gun. That also happens in shopping mall. <laughs> yep. Um, and then there's like, yeah, having a shoot off with the Germans. Um, but then eventually the Germans leave because the cops show up, and then she finds out that her friends are dead, and that sucks for her. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, Santa, when he was in the Santa room where the body was killed, found a little symbol kind of like melted slash engraved into the concrete. He finds the same symbol in blood by Brooke's body. Yeah. So he goes goes ahead and drives Kirsten home. Um, and the mom like blames Kirsten for everything and like tells this man to get out of her house. And he has a line where he's legitimately saying like I'm sorry I brought you home I didn't know yeah like that's actually something he says yeah and I was like wow that's appropriate yeah um and then he goes to the library yeah well actually before before he leaves the the, the grandfather uh who's in a wheelchair cuts him off and it's like the creature you saw what did it look like and he was and he's like would you believe me if I told you and he's like nods and he's like it was short, and it was a gremlin-looking thing. And I was like, it like, doesn't describe it yeah. at all. Um, but yeah, he like clearly let, lets on that he knows what that thing is. But then, yeah, Santa goes to the library. Yeah. And he does his detectiving. He detecting. detects. He detects a lot. He detects. That was a great line, too. I wrote that down. Oh. Uh, because he goes and he's like, where, uh, where would I find books on, uh, like, runes and stuff? And, like... And uh, the librarian's like, Occult Sciences, section 666. And he's like, it's a fucking joke, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then... It's gotta be a joke. Ken. Fucks off to the to the occult section and gets a book. Um, and then there's another scene at some point where he gets... Uh, he goes to a... Professor. A professor. And professor he's, Patrick Fitzpatrick. I think Patrick McGillicuddy. I don't know. Um, and he's like, hey, man, I found this symbol. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's an elf symbol. 
and well, he's he, like he goes on a big long rant yeah. about the Bible, yeah, and about elves being yeah. the the things that crawl that are put on the ark, yeah, or something like that. It's like, oh yeah, those were elves. Those were elves. And it's like, okay, and it's like, are you asking me if I believe in elves? Because no. <laughs> yeah, he says no, but God did. Yeah. It's like, ah, okay. 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 And so then... Wait, and he refers him to a different professor who who knew more about Nazis. Yeah. Because that dude who knew about Ellis was also like, there was also some weird stuff about Nazis, but I'm not the Nazi doctor. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you need to go see the Nazi go doctor. Go see the Nazi doctor. And um, so Santa crashes his Christmas Eve dinner. Yeah, yeah. And he's real pissed about it. But then he's like, I need to know. It's like, this is a matter of life and death. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me everything you know about Nazis and elves. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, and I mean, oh, honestly, this, this was my other favorite line, is that he asks him about Nazis and elves. And his first response is, well, there are basically two schools of thought. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. What an academic. Uh, um, love him. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, there's it, two schools of thought. One is that there were elves, even though they don't exist, and yeah. Nazis used, used them and trained them as soldiers. Yeah. Silent and, assassins. They're small, deadly. And can eat anything. Yeah, small. The yellow, perfect soldier. Different. different. <laughs> small, elven, creepy. Yeah. Um, and the other school of thought is that the elves were actually an experiment that the Nazis created them in their pursuit for developing the master race. There it is. There it is. Nazis still not the master the most, race. Still not the most problematic still thing in this movie. not the most problematic thing in this movie. Oh, so... Um... So he's figured all that out. Yeah, so like Hitler basically wanted to breed an elf with an Aryan virgin. Yep. So that they that would produce the master race, whatever whatever that whatever that thing is. is. Yeah. It's not would, human, it's not elf. What that would be the master race. So mm-hmm. Santa puts two and two together. And he's like, oh, Kirsten's blonde. It must be her. And all this shit's happening around her. Yeah. So it's it's her. Yeah. So, and at this point, I'm getting, like, pretty bad leprechaun flashbacks. Mm, yes, as we discussed last episode. Yeah, which yeah. is like, ooh, that's, mm-mm, nope, not, nope, don't want it. Don't want it. Um... So basically, the rest of the movie kicks off with is at the house. She learns that like this this consummation is meant to take place on Christmas Eve. Yeah, for some reason. Well, because elves. Because elves, sure. <laughs> and it's now Christmas Eve, and so Santa's like, "Oh fuck, I gotta go." Um, I love how the tagline for this movie too, by the way, is "They're not working for Santa." Dot 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 anymore. But. But these elves have nothing to do with Santa nothing or Christmas at all. No. Yeah. This doesn't even need to be a, a Christmas movie. The only reason they're called elves is because it takes place at Santa, uh, Christmas. And the only reason it takes place at Christmas is because they're called elves. But really, like, this could have been a solstice thing. Could have been 
the middle of fucking July. <laughs> like, yeah. Could have been like, oh yeah, they need to, to consummate uh, the thing underneath the 4th of July fireworks. Yeah, one could say that this basically, in essence, was not at all a Christmas movie. Um, yeah. Not a Christmas movie. Um, yeah, so then the elf shows up at the house, as well as the Germans, which we now know are actual Nazis. I was having issues earlier where it's like, oh, they're Germans, so they're being treated like Nazis, and that's a problem. Turns out they're just Nazis because this was made in 89. Yeah. Um, And it's a Nazi plot to create the master race and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, fine. Um, And yeah, shit's going wrong. And Kirsten is like upset. And the mother says, I talked to the police. Turns out you weren't lying to me about your friends being murdered at the mall. Which like, that's not an apology. But Kirsten runs and like hugs her mother who doesn't hug her back. Yeah. And it's just like, it's been so hard. I'm so afraid. I wish my dad was here. Which like, we don't know much about her dad at this point. No. Like from that, from that line, it sounds like she used to have a dad and the dad left or died. Yeah. But in fact, she's never met her dad and her dad's never been in her life except he has the mother reveals that your father is here. He's downstairs in the, in study. the study. Yeah. Go talk to him. And she's like, I don't understand. And as the audience members were like, I hope I don't understand. Really hope I don't understand. But it is, her grandfather is all... Have you seen Chinatown? It's that. If it's Chinatown. Seen, if you've seen Chinatown, it's that. Her grandfather is also her father because he needed to keep the Aryan bloodline pure. Well, dear listener... We've come to the most problematic That's thing the most about this movie. About this movie. Uh, so I was tempted to do the joke and be like, "That's still not the most problematic," but no, no it is 100. percent Yeah, is. no, it's terrible. I don't know how you get more problematic than that. Let's not think about it. Okay, that's not worth thinking about. No. So the yep, and so like she does go talk to him about it, not right away, but like. And he's just like, I took no pleasure in it. Like, your mother didn't suffer. She was drugged and put to sleep. And she's like, holy shit, like, don't tell me this. It's the most problematic thing in this movie. That's the most problematic thing in this movie. I mean, all of it is. Is that him and his his Nazis friends put his daughter under so that he could impregnate her to create Kristen for an elf to fuck. Like... Yep. Oh no! Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas everybody, Christmas. and to this all is, a good night. This is the Christmas episode. I hate you, Aaron. <laughs> you jackass. Sometimes I hate me too. I don't. I actually honestly, hate you. we watched. I watched it this morning, and I was like, "Is it too late to pick a different movie?" Oh, it's recording later that day. It's like, yeah, it kind of is. Uh, yeah so so uh, yeah the elf well there's yeah so the the elf shows up and well also Dan Haggerty shows up and he punches all the Nazis yeah 
there's a great line. I can't remember when it happens. Um, but basically, the the grandpa is like explaining all this, and the Nazis show up, and they're like, "Ha ha ha! Here we are to do the the ritual for the elf." Oh yeah, and he's like filming it. And he's like filming it, and then it's uh, a home movie. The brother like shows up, and he's asking, he's like, "Are we gonna be okay?" And she's like, "No, Willie. Gramps is a Nazi." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, we're not gonna be okay. Yeah. No, Willie. Gramps is a Nazi. That's the best line in the whole movie. Yes. Um, agreed. At some point, an elf stone was introduced. It might have been in that scene. There were some scenes of the of the grandfather slash father in his studio um, playing with his crystals. We didn't know what was going on. Yeah. No, but at some point he explains, like, oh, this is the elf stone. Oh, I think, I think, um, yeah, just before the Nazis show up, he's, like, telling her that, about the elf stone and about how, like, she's the only one who can stop the elf. Yeah. Because she's the chosen one and, like, she'll know how. In her heart. In her heart. Which is, like, I guess, like, it's supposed to be, like, oh, that's why, like, that spot on the forest floor felt right. And that's why, you know... Right, right. Oh, yeah, and she, like, had a dream of an image that she drew of, like, a naked lady with Art Deco boobs. Yeah. Um, but then, like, the grandfather takes the picture and, like, fills in the lines that are on the Art Deco boobs, and it makes a swastika. Yeah. Which I'm like, you can do that with a lot of different segmented lines. That's not hard. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, it'll just, like, she'll just know how... Yeah. Um, and then when he tries to stop the Nazis, the Nazis shoot him. Yeah. Um, I felt no remorse. No. Um, and her and her brother get the fuck out. Yeah, they run um, into the woods. Into the woods, which I think is just adjacent to their house. Kind of, yeah. And there's another great line where the brother's like, what if we get lost? And she's like, well, then they can't find us. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good line. And just, just run into the woods. There's a very unexciting chase scene where you see the elf's feet. Because, again, you'd never see the entire elf. You just yep. see its feet. And it can't run because it's just fake legs on sticks. Yeah. So it's just kind of tiptoeing like a... Like they couldn't have gotten like a, a kid or like a small person to like put on an elf costume. No. No, like it now. What's weird is... Okay, so I looked up images for this to like share on Instagram... And there's, like, an image of the back of the VHS box, and you see, like, the full, like, hips-up torso of the elf on the back of the VHS. But I'm like, that's never in the movie. <laughs> that is never in the movie. They couldn't think of a way to control it all in one piece? I guess not. Or, like, maybe it was just, like, a like a, like a sculpture that they made to be like, this is what the elf will look like. And they're like, great, can you make it? And they're like, no. <laughs> or they're like, yes, it'll cost this much. And they're like, no, just make the head. Yeah. <laughs> just that... make the head and then paint some gardening gloves gray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Put sounds Put some fake right. nails on the end of it and it'll be fine. Um, yes, it runs into the, the woods and there's like a very unexciting chase scene and the elf is like slowly coming towards her. And then they end up at the spot where the elf was resurrected. Yeah. She's like, grandfather said I would know what to do. And But but even then, like like what happens is the elf finds them. Yeah. And she tells her brother to run back to the house and get grandpa's stuff. The elf isn't gonna hurt her. She yeah. knows this. Yeah. 
So he leaves. And then the elf comes up to her and, like, I guess tries to seduce her. It's, like, reaching towards her. And, like, strokes her cheek or something. Yeah. Oh, it was weird. It was cringy. It was cringy. There's a lot of cringy shit in this movie, though. Uh, But, yeah, the little boy gets back into the studio where all of the dead Nazis are um, and starts looking around the grandpa's place, and all of a sudden, Grizzly Adams is like, (gasps) Take this crystal to your sister. Go now! Which is great, because then the dumb kid didn't have to look for anything. Yeah. Um, And then he books it back. Immediately gets lost in the woods, by the way. Yeah. um, And starts calling for Kristen's name, and Kristen says, I'm over here. And then... She's still there with the elf, and the elf starts to kind of slink back as the brother comes. And she's like, it's okay, come give me the crystal. And then she's like, Grandpa said I would know what to do. And then she has, like, the mental image of that picture that came to her in the dream. And that naked lady is holding a goblet. And so she takes the crystal. And in slow motion stabs it into the ground and i'm like what the fuck did the goblet have to do with anything (laughs) yeah i don't know well into the hole where the elf was resurrected she like lunges forward and like stabs it into the hole and like immediately explodes and like a whole bunch of sparks sparks everywhere it's like that actress definitely lost a hand oh gosh like yeah um and like the whole forest i guess explodes well, so that explodes, and then everything gets wibbly-wobbly yeah. in a big way. Huge way. And smoke huge starts money-saving way. Oh, big time. <laughs> smoke starts coming out of the eyes and mouth of the elf, um, and it kind of, like, starts melting back into its hole. And then everything's wibbly-wobbly, everything's wibbly-wobbly. Get back wibbly in wobbly. your hole, yeah. they said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the brother and sister are, like, kind of, like, huddled against a tree and then, I guess, fall asleep. And then a little drop of moisture lands on her nose and wakes her up. And then her and her brother wake up completely dead forest. Yeah, all dead. The entire forest is dead. And there is a lot of German lore about elves being tied to forests and, like, dark forests and being really creepy. German elves are terrifying. Well, that's cute. Just throwing oh, that out there. They did some research. That's nice. Yep. There's uh, this really old German opera song about an elf. And basically the whole song is just about a dad riding through the dark woods during, like, a storm trying to get to the town. And he's got his boy on the back. Yeah. Um, and an elf starts coming up behind them. And the boy's like, Dad, fuck, there's a fucking elf. And the dad's just like, shut up, kid, I'm trying to ride. And the elf's like, hello, boy, I would like you. And the boy's like, ah, there's an elf, it's getting closer. And the dad's like, I'm trying to concentrate. This is, of course, all sung in opera in German and is hauntingly beautiful. Um, And then eventually the dad gets to town. The boy's gone. Yeah. That's the whole thing. And he's like, (gasps) There was a gremlin on the wing of the plane. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. Um, yeah. Which, so yeah, that made me think of this. Um, but yeah, so then the whole forest is dead because the elf is dead. Yeah, and it's snowing, though. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, and it's snowing. It's the first snow of Christmas. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Gotta arrange this differently for We'll set it up for the next episode. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's... And that that is how it ends, right? Well, yeah, but then, like, over the oh, credits... Oh, right. There's, like, what I assume is a, sh- a 
fetus? There's a fetus. It starts with a heartbeat, the credits start, and then the image of a strange fetus don't like it. is there, and it lasts for a very long so time. So long. I don't like it. So it's like when was when the little so boy ran back? Presumably when the little boy ran back and they were left alone in the woods. That happened. So you know what this means. The elf too. We gotta watch elves too. Is there an elves too? No. Oh, thank fucking goodness. No. Coincidentally, though, uh, Netflix just released a series or a movie called Elves. Oh. Which I think is like kind of a Germanic in nature. Oh, is it? It's about like elves trying to kill a family that are like on Christmas vacation. They're like, we rented this cabin, and then the elves are like, ha ha murder time. Oh no. So. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. I don't know if it is German or not, but. Uh, oh yeah, I'm looking at looking at it right now here. A Christmas vacation turns into a nightmare for a teenager and her family when they discover an ancient menace that stalks their island getaway. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, in a lot of uh, Germanic and and Norse folklore, I think has a lot of elf content in it. Um, uh, you know, I know in Iceland, elves are a big thing. You know, they have like the little, little elf cabins kind of. Yeah, I mean, in the side. Judging by the cast name, I would say probably not German, more um, Swedish or Norwegian or something. Yeah, that looks very Scandinavian. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, Jorgensen. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you see the little O with the line through it, you know. The name Rasmus, by the way, I think is a really cool name. <laughs> it is a pretty sick name, actually. Yeah, I've heard that name before, and it's cool. Um, Danish. Danish. Okay, it's cool. Danish. Nice. Um, the, maybe okay. it'll be better than this. <laughs> the international stuff that's coming out of Netflix, way fucking better than the American productions, man. Like, I don't know if you saw Blood Red Sky. No, I haven't. Have you heard about it? No, I haven't. Don't look into it. Oh, okay. Don't look anything about it. it's a it's a German. Uh, it's a horror movie. Mm. It all takes place on an airplane. Ooh, just watch it. My anxiety already. Just tweaked. watch it without knowing what the twist is. Blood Red Sky. It's one of those things where like, if I tell you the twist, it's going to be the thing that makes you excited to watch it. But also, I feel like it's way better if you go in without knowing the twist. Cool. I mean, that's how I prefer to watch movies. Anyway. I knew the twist. And I still enjoyed it quite a bit. Okay. But I'm like, oh, I could see how if you're watching this and you don't know what it is, mm. when it happens, you're going to be like, that's what this fucking movie's about! What the <laughs> fuck? Cool. I'm looking so, forward to it. Blood Red Sky. Yeah. If you're in the mood for something scary, like, or, I mean, not scary, but like, you know, in the horror realm. Cool. That's that's what you do. And it's, 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 it is a German movie, but about half of it is in English. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, cause it's on an airplane, so there's all kinds of people on there. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, yeah. So anyways, it's a much better movie than Elves. I believe you. Everything is a much better movie than Elves. I, I think you. we've found the new low. So here's a question then. Yeah. What would you rather watch, Elves or the Star Wars Christmas Star Wars special? Christmas special every time. Me too. Yeah. Well, would you rather watch Elves or Hollow Man? Oh. Hollow Man. It's Hollow Man. It's Hollow Man. Oh, no. It's Hollow Man. This is a brand new low. It's less problematic than elves. Yeah. Which is... Wow. Yeah. Which is... And, like, 
Hollow Man is problematic. But oh, yeah. You, but you can, like, I don't want to use the term forgive, but, like... It's believable. Kevin Bacon is the villain, so his actions, like, they are horrible, but, like, you understand that they're supposed to be horrible because he's the villain. Yeah. You know? It's not like, oh, he's a good person, and now that he's invisible, he's raping his neighbor. It's like, no. He was always bad. He was always a bad person. And now he's able to get away. And now he's able to rape his neighbor. Yeah. So it's like... Oh, I hate that movie. Yeah, it's real bad. But someone put a gun to my head and was like, you're going to watch Hollow Man, you're going to watch Elves right now. Which one is it going to be? I'm like, fucking put on Hollow Man, I guess. Hollow Man, yeah. (sighs) Because at least it ends with revenge. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. So. Elves is. I don't think we need to bury the lead at all. It's one big pile of shit. One big pile of shit. That is one big pile of shit. But do the critics agree, Matt? Honestly, I really hope that this gets the lowest rating of any movie that we've seen, but I doubt it will because the lowest rating that we've ever got is very low. Um. have we done a movie that's been zero? I, ooh, I don't remember actually. I don't have oh, all of. Fuck. Okay. Oh. Well, well, once again, we have no tomato meter. Oh, okay. Because there's only been four reviews. Because I guess only four people bothered to hey, review this. I movie. don't blame anyone. They're all bad. Good. Uh, <laughs> they are one out of five. One out of five. Two out of five. Zero out of five. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Zero out of five. Yeah. Uh, there is an audience score, though, if you want to try and guess the audience score. It's far too high. No. It's it's not above 50, is it? It's not above 50. Okay. But it's far too high. Is it like 42? No, 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 no. 36? No. 28? 29. 29. Still too high. Still too high. Like, uh, like yeah, no. Like, uh, like 2% because there's a couple of funny lines. <laughs> yeah. Two percent. That's what I would give it. Yep. There's there's no way that that Captain America gets a lower score than this. No. And the Captain America had like eight. Yeah, I mean, well, to be fair, this didn't even have a rating. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So you know. <laughs> there's that. I would say zero out of zero to five for sure. Zero to five for me too. Oh. So horrible. I wish we were watched Reindeer Games again. Yep. Same. Yeah. And that was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> but at least it's... Like, here's the thing. It's got Ben Affleck in it, so you're going to be entertained somehow. <laughs> whether he's good or whether he's yeah, bad, something for, fun is going to happen. <laughs> for better or worse, yeah, you'll be entertained. Like Dogma. Yeah. Oh, Dogma's great. But like Ben Affleck in it yeah. is like all over the place. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, but his... Yeah, this is a bad movie. It is so bad. Movie. I'm so sorry. Again, like if I had watched it like a couple days ago, I would have been like, "Don't, don't watch it. We're doing Jingle All the Way. <laughs> just, just don't bother." Yeah. Oh well, here we are. We we did it. We watched we it. It. Mm-hmm. it. It's an hour and a half that we can't get back. Yep. At least it was relatively short. That's yes. all I can say. At least about it had that. that going for it, like an hour and a half. Merry Christmas, Aaron. Happy Hanukkah to you. Enjoy the winter solstice. Is it the 21st or the 22nd? I always forget. That's ah, one of those two. Yeah, okay. Um, if it gets dark at like 3.30, it's that day. 
Um, yeah, that's... Wow, I don't even know. I think you just got to pull the plug. I got to do a palate cleanser when I get home. Like, I got to watch something else. Yeah, I definitely need to watch something tonight, too. Yeah. Um, anyways, that's been uh, the show for this year. We did it. Oh, yeah. yeah. What a way to go out. Um, <laughs> we got something big planned for January, though. I always like to kick off the year with a bang. Mm. And um, we got... It's a good one. Do I know what it is? It's a real good one. And I definitely also... I'm not looking it up on my phone right now. We are going to watch Super Mario Brothers the movie. Oh, no. Yeah. We're going to do it. Oh no! <laughs> We're gonna—it's gonna happen. We got a fun year coming up. Actually, I planned a little, uh, little another little mini series. You know how we did the super spooky summer this year? Yeah, we did, like a three horror movies in in the middle of summer. Oh, that's fun. We're gonna do a trilogy of canon films. Okay. So canon film studios—they brought us everything with Chuck Norris, <laughs> everything with Charles Bronson. Okay. All that kind of good stuff. Uh, the Delta Force. That's, you know, yeah, the first one that came to Missing mind. <laughs> in action. Those kind of things. Which I don't know if we've covered a canon film on this podcast yet. Really? I feel like we may have, but I, I'm, I'm struggling to think of what it is off the top of my head. Anyways, this has been the Retro Craptacular for the year. If you want to find us on the internet, it's real easy linktr.ee slash retro crap pod all of the shit is there (laughs) (laughs) we're talking instagram we're talking facebook we're talking twitter we're talking all the the spotify and the youtubes and all that good stuff it's all there we have a patreon there's some stuff on it some commentaries bonus episodes some uh well, yeah, those two things. If you ever felt like you wanted to watch a movie with us while we ignore you, <laughs> yeah, you can download a commentary track. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker was the last one we did. We should do another commentary. Absolutely, we should. For the year. We do about one a year. We also did David Lynch's Dune. We did Dune, <laughs> yeah, and we did The Phantom Menace. Oh, yeah, that's right. So we should do, uh, we, should, I mean, we should probably do Roadhouse at some point, right? Like a Roadhouse commentary track? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for a movie to watch this Christmas, watch Roadhouse. <laughs> Don't watch Elves. Um, uh, do not watch Elves. Yeah, anyways, no, 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 it's no, no, also no. super cheap to um, to sign up to. It's cheaper than all the Disney Pluses. They just upped their prices. Oh, yeah, they did, didn't they? Fucking, we knew they were going to do yeah, it. They're like, yeah, it's super like, cheap. And then they're like, just cranking it up. And Netflix is fucking way too expensive for the shit they're putting out. Yeah. I wonder if they're doing that because everyone is sharing accounts. Like, how many accounts do you pay for on your own? <laughs> One. One, exactly. <laughs> it was two. It was two. But now I split um, my Disney Plus account with one of my partners because they have Disney Plus and they never use it. Oh. And they were like, do you want to just use mine? Perfect. And I was like, yeah, because I was trying to update my credit card on Disney Plus, oh. and it just I couldn't. Oh. I just couldn't find the thing, and they kept sending me emails, be like, "Update your payment," and I clicked on it, and it went to a thing, and I couldn't do it. It's annoying. And I was like, "Well, I might just not have Disney Plus tomorrow." And then they were like, "Just use mine." I never. <laughs> yeah, because I have access to Netflix, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, and Crave. 
Oh, yeah. I pay for none of them. I used to want... You don't split it with anyone? No. Uh, I used to have access to Crave because we were splitting it with my girlfriend's mom. Or, like, splitting it. She had it as part of her cable package, but... Right, yeah. It stopped working, and I... I don't... So, I don't know if she... No. So, anyways, yeah, I pay for Amazon Prime. Oh, cool. And mostly that's for, like, I want two-day shipping. Yeah. <laughs> the streaming service is just a perk. Yeah, because it's not, on also not ordering a, stuff online. It's not a good streaming service either. No, there's like a there's some good stuff. Yeah, there was that movie with Andy Samberg where he's stuck in a time loop. Oh yeah, the Palm Springs. Yep. Yeah, that was I, good. I really enjoyed that. That was good actually. I like yeah. that a lot as well. Um, I forget the 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 the, the lead's name. Um, shoot, Kristen, Christina Milioti, Kristen Milioti. That sounds yeah. That sounds right. The mom from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The titular mother. The titular mother. Um. So, anyways, our Patreon's way cheaper than that. Probably wouldn't even. Probably wouldn't (laughs) even. We were talking about. Probably wouldn't even notice if you signed up to it. So you know, but we would. We would. And it would mean the world to us. Everything. Uh, yeah, everything uh, is on there. If you're into VHS collecting, we've got the Retro Shoptacular. You can buy some stuff. We're running a sale for Christmas. That's right. right that's now. right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those are all the ways you can support the show. We'll be back in January with Super Mario Brothers. Oh, yeah. Um, and until next time, keep watching crap like elves. <laughs> but don't. But don't. Yeah. <laughs> Better crap.
I am now recording. So you, am I. Are your levels good, by the way? In my cans? Yeah. Yeah, my cans feel good. <laughs> Mistake. <coughs> I have ruined my throat for the episode now. Good. Ready. We always needed a sexy uh, truck stop waitress type voice on this show, I thought. Like a. Yeah, so elves. You want a Salisbury steak? <laughs> you want a cup of Jawa juice? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I do. <clears throat> You're drinking it. I want to go to Star Wars Land. Actually, I want to go to the Star Wars Hotel. There's a Star Wars Hotel? There's a Star Wars Hotel. It's called Galactic Star Cruiser, and it's built to be, like, a completely immersive experience, so, like, there's no windows. There's, like, LED screens that make no. it look like you're in space. Fuck. Like, you could you could fully just go roleplay that you're in the Star Wars universe? They encourage you to. They give oh. you clothes <gasps> that you're supposed to wear while you're there. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And it's like $1,500 a night. Yeah. <laughs> so, that tracks. So, yeah. Okay. Thank you for bringing me back to reality. But I'm like... Huge price tag. I'm like... Honeymoon. Oh, goodness. <laughs> You know you found the one when. Baby, will you go to the Star Wars hotel with me? <clears throat> yeah. I yeah. actually I actually planned on my on my honeymoon. I was in charge of the planning. I know. But if I had done that <laughs> <laughs> That wouldn't have gone over so well? No, I don't think so. That would have been I would have died, probably. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine. Ugh. My, little, right. my little nod to nerdum in my honeymoon was just that we honeymooned in a place called Bowser. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I was Where like, the fuck is there a place called Bowser? <laughs> on the island. <laughs> there's a tiny town called Bowser. Great. <laughs> and there's like a sign for like the Bowser regiment. Like they have some sort of military station there that I'm like, it's all Koopas. <laughs> <laughs>